I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kinda Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Bailey Evan. And on Kinda Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. And let me tell you guys, today, we're kind of front-loading with this intro because I have a lot of updates for y'all. First of all, I wanted to touch on the genesis of Kinda Cute's name. Uh, It was a question I got, and for one, obviously, I am 100% that bitch who says, oh my god, that's so cute, like all the time. Uh, I realize how annoying that is, and if I'm not saying, oh my god, that's so cute, I'm saying, well, it's kind of cute, you know? So that was part one of why it's named kind of cute, but really, I thought I was being clever with you know, the first three letters of cute being cut. And so with my really abysmal graphic design skills, I thought I was going to be able to take the logo from the cut and, you know, incorporate that into my podcast logo. That didn't work, but kind of cute stuck. And, you know, this way I'm not hanging my hat on the cut forever. Because even if the cut doesn't keep existing, this podcast is going to keep on going, people. So you guys know I love me some Joe Keery. If you go back in the episodes, I talk about how I tell everyone that I took a tequila shot with him once. And I just wanted to let you guys know that Stranger Things Season 4 is officially happening and I couldn't be happier. I have a Bon Appetit update for you as well. I forgot to mention in my last episode when I was talking about Claire Saffitz that I bought tickets to go to one of the events at BA's Best Weekend Ever. It's their first year doing a whole weekend of it they usually have this thing called the BA hot 10 party where when they name their hot 10 top 10 new restaurants of the year they throw a party when people from all of the restaurants come and they serve food and it looks really cool but I was like you know I think I want to go to like a more intimate event since I'm actually going to be in New York that weekend for my little sister's 21st birthday hey Sheridan um I thought it was just perfect timing and I had to buy a ticket because I'm such a Bon Appetit fan and I bought tickets to go to the Alex Delaney and Rick Martinez event at Three's Brewery in Gowanus which I probably spent way too much money on considering I don't think they're gonna have vegetarian tacos and I am a pescatarian so maybe they'll have some fish tacos up in there who knows I'll probably just get wasted on Three's Brewery beer and uh but I extended my trip to go home Sunday morning so mainly just to account for the fact that I might not have made my flight if I had done it that night I also have crokies that match the little rainbow ones that Alex Delaney always wears, and Elena has them as well. Elena, you will recall from our Taylor Swift episode recaps. So I'm thinking about wearing that, but then I'm like, is that too obvious, fangirl? Do I care? Uh, okay, <laughs> moving on. Some YouTube goss for you guys. You guys know I love my YouTube goss. Two, two little YouTube facts. So Alexis Wren, who is a sometimes youtuber i think she only has 13 videos on youtube and she was actually discovered as a model through tumblr when she was the wee age of 15 years old uh which is kind of disturbing considering she was wearing a black stream bikini but she is dating noah centineo so i guess he's no longer my boyfriend or the internet's and he's officially dating alexis and this was confirmed for me by at alexis her Noah that's a Instagram account dedicated to (laughs) uncovering the fact that they're in a relationship and man did they do some investigative journalism way above any level I do for this podcast so shout out to Alexis her Noah sorry it reads as Alex is her Noah which just throws me off but Alexis her Noah shout out 
More YouTube goss. Uh, I used to religiously watch an influencer called Carly Bible. And she looks like a little mini Kardashian. She's so adorable. She's really good at makeup. She wears these really out there clothes that I would never wear. It's like very Fashion Nova with like hoochie, like extra hoochie, extra sparkly. I loved it. I loved that look. Um, so today, I'm sorry, yesterday, James Kennedy posted a photo. And in the photo, I recognized the guy as her ex-boyfriend, Brett Cap. Now, Brett Cap used to be in all of her YouTube videos. He was so thirsty for that fame. I always felt like he was definitely kind of leeching off Carly uh, to get her followers. And he had his own YouTube channel that he started after they, after they were dating. So it always seemed a little transparent to me. And it's not that he came across as douchey per se. I just found him kind of annoying. And I just felt like Carly could do better. And I don't know what eventually led to their breakup. Um, if it's juicy drama, let me know. But I do know that I confirmed that he is going to be on season eight of Vanderpump Rules. So I'm very into new breath being added into it. And it's clear that this guy is, guy is fame thirsty. Uh, so I'm really excited to see where that goes. But I do think it's an interesting turn of events because I think the magic of Vanderpump Rules has always been that they were friends in real life and they were friends before they were approached by the show. And that gives it a sort of authenticity that a lot of the other shows don't have. So I really think it's going to be interesting that they're throwing in three or four new cast members this year. I also thought it was hilarious because to confirm that he's on this season, I did a little bit of research and there was a article of an interview with Jax when he was at the opening of like a guacamole place. And he says, I've only hung out with a couple of them. Brent is one of the guys that I really liked on the show that kind of joined our cast. He just moved here from New Jersey. He was in need of a job. He's a YouTuber but needed part-time money, so he wanted to bartend. So I'm kind of teaching him a little bit about that. Believe it or not, I'm teaching him, which is kind of weird because I'm a terrible bartender. But then there's 10 years and I finally get to teach people. Mainly, I just thought this was hilarious because he called him Brent. His name is 100% Brett, but <laughs> that's very jacks for you. Um, another Caroline Calloway update. She's officially in talks for a movie deal. And I'm just throwing in that I would really love Odea Rush or Molly Gordon's name to be thrown in the hat to play her. Please look them up if you're not familiar. Odea Rush was in Dumpling. She was also in Lady Bird. She plays the best friend in Dumpling. And Molly Gordon, I just saw her in Booksmart. And she is plays AAA, a.k.a. Annabelle. And I just think both of them would make really great Caroline Calloways. So if they get cast, uh, I'm crediting this podcast for that. Our last update is that Vice Media acquired Refinery29 today. And I thought this was notable because Vox recently merged with New York Mag. And the article from the New York Times says, Vox Media acquires New York Magazine chronicler of the highbrow and lowbrow. And as I've said before, the cut is a part of New York Mag, which is why this is notable for this podcast. And I like to think this podcast is a chronicler of the highbrow and lowbrow, mostly lowbrow, but you know. And um, again, that's all of our updates today. I told you it was going to be a little lengthy. On to our first article of the day. My girl Marie Lodi is back. She's written, Halsey has finally manifested a date with her celebrity crush. She writes, a horny tweet about a hot celebrity is a common practice by many of us on the internet. 
Now, I would just like to interject to say that I prefer a DM right into the celeb's Instagram, uh, but I'm not really ever sending them thirsty things. I'm usually like sending them, oh, what do you think of Taylor Swift's new album? Just hoping that like they're going to respond to my wacky ass DMs. Usually they don't. Uh, the only one I really can ever get to respond to me is Spencer Pratt. Um, and I think he just does that so that we will buy more of his Spencer Pratt daddy crystals. And it's an effective marketing technique. So some of her tweets that she uh, tweeted about Evan Peters include the following. Seriously, Evan Peters, stop making me attracted to alleged sociopaths and accused murderers. I'm a fucking liar. I'm so in love with Evan Peters. I'm so whipped. I'm whipped as fuck. I just want cookies and Evan Peters. And then as Marie writes, finally the spell she hath cast to success. Petition for Evan Peters to date me. And that was tweeted back in 2013. But my favorite tweet of hers is... Do you think Evan Peters got down on one knee and said, surprise, bitch? And I'm assuming she's referring to when he proposed to Evan Roberts, which they are now no longer together. I think they are each other's one and only and will eventually get back together. So I'm sorry, Halsey, that I think you're a flash in the pan on this one. And again, I would just like to give myself another pat on the back because clearly I like to be the one responsible for putting things out in the universe and being the first one to notice them and thinking I'm really ahead of the times. But Evan Peters' most illustrious role to date was as Spongebob in Sleepover. He was a truly endearing character and it was when I first had love for him and that movie came out in 2004. So sorry Halsey, I had you beat by about eight years. But when all is said and done, this is another win for manifestation, and I will keep that manifestation on my list that says I will meet and befriend Noah Centineo, because dreams don't die. And I just have to shout out Maria again by ending this article with the following. Now she's with the object of her horny tweeting affection. Halsley, your powers are strong. Get it, girl. May this be a lesson to us all. Amen, Sister Lodi. Next article. The Glamorous Chef Who Gives Beef as a Present by Sarah Spellings. Now, I'm not really going to get into this too much, but this is about um, the lady who owns Beatrice Inn in New York. And I just really, and she was kind of giving me Kimora Lee Simmons vibes the whole time. Uh, I wanted to talk about this one part. It says, Secret to Hosting a Good Party. And I felt like this was relevant to me this week because I'm actually throwing a party this weekend, which honestly, uh, if you live in the West Palm Beach area and want to come, hit me up. Does that sound desperate? Yeah, maybe, but I would love to have you because I put in a lot of work to this party and I'm kind of excited about it. So, you know, everyone's welcome. But she says the secret to hosting a good party is an array of champagne and martinis and food that can be eaten with your hands, not hors d'oeuvres or anything silly and prissy. I mean whole lobsters and oysters on the half shell, beef bones and fried chicken, all served on a table for everyone to enjoy. I always love a party that gets a bit messy. Everyone's inhibitions are lost and that's when the fun truly begins. Now I very much agree that parties do begin when inhibitions are lost, but I would just like to apologize in advance to my party goers that whole lobsters and oysters on the half shell will not be present at my party. Uh, but I will have fried chicken in the form of uh, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets that I won't be able to eat, but they'll be there. So I also looked into the Yelp of Beatrice in, 
And um, I thought this one star review was really interesting. It says, a woman wearing a chef's uniform, can only assume this was a chef, was speaking so rudely to the people participating in the event. Not sure if they were guests of the event or the people helping with the event, but it was completely unacceptable how they are being spoken to. Um, I just want to know if this is about the chef who this article is about. If someone can vouch on that, that would be incredible. And I don't want to drag her. I mean, it has a 3.5 star rating on Yelp. Yelp isn't everything, but I just thought that one star review on the first page was kind of interesting. Next up, at the Russian Bass with the big boys of brawn. Welcome to the new frontier of plus size male modeling by Matthew Schneier. So this article talks about the big boys of modeling. And it talks about how IMG Models' newest division brings in a comfortable six figures per year. I'm sorry, the most successful of their model of their newest division brings in six figures per year. And we're talking about Zach Miko. And this is hilarious because he says when he gets to work and he's all spray tanned and shit, he still gets mistaken for the electrician. He says, someone goes, oh, thank God you're here. I didn't think I was late. I follow them and they bring me over to a burnt out outlet and they're like, this is the one you have to replace. (laughs) So this next sentence says that he is 30, stands six foot six, weighs 290 pounds, and that he's more tank than twink. Is that offensive? Can, Can a gay man vouch for, like, is that, I know that gay men called them like bears and twinks, but I don't know about that sentence. Um... He says he doesn't earn less than the lanky models, and if he suddenly dropped 50 pounds, he wouldn't have clients anymore. So I went and looked at Zach Miko's Instagram. He looks like a little burly man. He looks like a a football player. Like your typical football player is exactly how I would describe him. He has a podcast fittingly called Big Things with Zach Miko. I'm sorry if his name's Miko. Um, Maybe he could solve this for me by coming on Kinda Cute. He could be my first guest, Zach. Uh, I just love that they call it the brawn division, like brawny paper towels. <laughs> ah, and there's another guy, Matt Workin. He says how he wanted to take a team approach to you know the modeling industry. And he says, we're the brawn boys. We're a crew. We're here to show you guys what's up. So I loved that. Love that camaraderie. And I also love that this article was photos at the top were shut at a Russian bath shot at a Russian bath and when I was in Chicago with Elena and her brother her brother is like a huge Russian fan he had a full did a Fulbright in Russia he took us to a Russian bath and it was one of the strangest experiences of my life and then when we got out he was like raving about how big the men's side was and how there was like all these tvs and that was in stark contrast to what the women's side had the women's side had like one little sad warm bath and like a little white table that looked like somewhere you would get waxed and there were no tvs okay so that's what i think about that next up again we have another marie lodi double header and this one is this man is horny for platonic love So this is about Ansel Elgort. I just have to go out there and say I love Ansel. Love Violetta, his girlfriend of seven years. Her style is perfection. I loved Ansel and Baby Drava. Baby Drava. (laughs) So this article says Ansel Elgort, Subway Well Smells fan, man of a thousand thirst traps, and recently gave an interview with The Times in which he talked about his desire for much more love. 
he said he wanted to find more love before 30. And he clarified this by saying, it doesn't need to be sexual. I could be done sexually with my girlfriend. I think we've been pretty clear that I want to feel free to fall in love with people and that should be open. But sexually, it can be closed off. So then he goes on to use his affection with his guy friends as an example. And he says, I'm in love with a bunch of my male friends who I'm not interested in having sex with. So why can't I put the desire to have sex with women aside and let myself have love with women? He then describes this as what he had with Shailene Woodley. And as you'll remember, they were in The Fault in Our Stars together and The Dumpster Fire that was the Divergent movie series. Uh, And that was also kind of disturbing because he went from playing her like very extreme love interest to her brother, which mentally was hard for me to get my head around. So I don't, is this, is this Ansel saying he wants to become part of the lifestyle a la Thomas Middleditch? Because I really hope not for poor Violetta's sake. Uh, he also in this article commented on his thirst trap photos he posted back earlier this year. And he says, I was hanging out and somehow, and this is almost embarrassing to admit, I just did a photo shoot with myself. I took a bunch of photos of myself and decided to post them because it was honest. I'm obsessed with the idea of not wearing a mask. And I'm so glad this has been clarified for us because I was obsessed when he just posted like 50 pictures of him shirtless selfies. Like it was an art piece to me. So I'm really glad that we saw the behind the scenes of this. The curtain has been drawn away. Okay, I think this is our last article of the day coming up, guys. And it's about Timothée Chalamet, Benevolent Bagel King by Sanjita Singh Kurtz. And I first off thought it was full circle to follow up the Ansel article with this article because I'm not sure if you know, but Timothée and Ansel went to high school together and they are both New York cool boys. I would say Timothée's a little bit more cool boy, but I, Ansel's pretty cool too, let's be real. So the article says, Timothée Chalamet, our sweet bib-wearing bowl-cut baby, brought snacks to last night's premiere of The King in New York City. He arrived on the red carpet, brandishing a bag of everything bagels like an Olympic torch, which he brought to the viewing in response to a fan's request on Twitter. In case you're wondering, he got the bagels from East Tompkins Bagels. And my friend Elena says these are some of her favorite, and she even put some in her brother's suitcase to take to their mom. Isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard? But I'm also convinced that Timmy doesn't leave the East Village. According to another Facebook group I'm in, he was at Rosie's last week with his paramour, Lily Depp. And I swear every time I see like see a sighting of him, it's in the East Village. Like I literally don't think he leaves there, which is understandable. It's a very cool area, but you know, maybe explore a little bit, Timmy. I also love the tweet that started this out. So this tweet came from at Sharon N. Kim with two, K- two M's. And she explains that earlier I asked, do you think Timothy Chalamet pre-gamed this with Tompkins Square Bagels? And then he came and handed us bagels and said, everybody eats. Like, okay, manifest energy come through at Real Chalamet. Guys, I'm telling you, how many times do I have to say that manifestation is real? It works. I mean, can you imagine, like, isn't that a dream scenario? You are sitting on a dirty, smelly New York concrete sidewalk, just hoping for a glimpse of one of Timmy's locks. And next thing you know, he comes like a little Santa boy and gives you a bagel. Can you imagine? (sighs) Okay, on to legit shit for this week. Guys, you heard all about Hot Girl Summer. You might have heard about 
Christian girl fall, cozy girl fall. But I'm here to tell you, I'm about that peppermint hoe, mocha winter girl lifestyle, okay? Because you need to go out to the store right now, get yourself some Coffee Mate sugar-free peppermint mocha flavored creamer, pour that shit in your little French press coffee in the morning, and you will become the peppermint hoe winter girl of your dreams. All right, until next time, bye!